Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. It's so great to have you here and to share stories of innovation and opportunity across real estate, property, and building services. And the aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible across how we design, build, buy, sell, rent, and invest in property and all of the associated behavior and activities around that. Now, none of this would be possible without our sponsors. So a big shout out to the Direct Connect team, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the innovators behind the Forms Live and RealWorks Forms, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Thank you for your support of the podcast. If you're a real estate agent, you are going to love this next podcast. My guest is Cameron Schroeder from a brand new PropTech started in just January this year called Fallback AI. Now, Fallback AI solves the problem that nearly all agents experience, a dislike of cold calling. It is AI that clones your voice and sends a voicemail to your contacts so that instead of spending hours and hours calling and having your calls rejected, You can get on with your day and deal with incoming calls from people who actually want to talk to you and you can spend more time closing. Now, Cameron is an experienced entrepreneur with a solid background in marketing and Fallback II is now looking for beta clients after being tested by over 300 agents. So here to tell us all about it, Cameron Schroeder, welcome to the PropTech Podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's awesome to have you here, and I am really, ex- I really am very excited about your tech. Every real estate agent that I have mentioned your tech to, I've just seen their eyes go. <laughs> so, kick off. Um, first question is the hardest. What is the fallback AI uh, elevator pitch? Yeah, brilliant. Well, hello everyone. My name is Cameron Schroeder. I'm the founder and CEO of Fallback AI. Ultimately, I ran into this problem where real estate agents are often too busy to do their outreach and their follow up calls. Uh, and when they do, 75% plus of those calls go straight to the voicemail. So we had a look at the industry and we thought, how can we, how can we fix this? How can we turn this outbound process and make it automated? So what we do is we essentially use voice cloning AI and text-to-speech AI to generate those voicemails and then use ringless voicemail technology to broadcast those to your prospect's voicemails. So what this looks like from the prospect's point of view, they get a missed call from you, a voicemail, and then an optional SMS. We've been running since January, MVP in March, and then we ran a alpha that started in July. So we've been seeing some very strong results where we've been seeing a 62% reduction in time spent on the phone to get a qualified lead and on average getting three times the amount of qualified leads uh, in comparison to traditional outreach methods. Okay. So so what you guys are doing is that you are taking a recording or something of the agent's voice is that correct correct so there's yep. actually two ways cl- to do it yeah but you're taking a recording you're cloning it then you're using natural language to or text to speech to recreate that agent's voice saying whatever needs to be said and then you're sending it out instead of the agent phone phoning up all of the leads that went through the open for inspection to five different properties on the weekend there's an there's a mess there's an individual message for each property going out to everyone who went to that property and it goes straight to their voicemail because we all know no one wants to answer the phone <laughs> to an unknown number 
they probably manage it anyway, but then they get a voicemail, they hear the agent's voice and they can respond in their own time. Correct. And, and that's ultimately the vision yeah. that we're trying to chase is we're trying to provoke those conversations. We don't want kind of those 20% or those 15% of people that are actually going to be picking up the phone. Most often than not, they're also going to be the sort of people that are too polite to just hang up on the agent. So the idea is that if we're ringing, we're leaving those voicemails that are personalized to the prospect or the lead. Uh, they are listening to that message. They're reading the SMS and then they're making the conscious decision to actually reach back out to the agent. And from what we've seen, the actual quality and quantity of those conversations uh, goes up quite drastically. Right. Cool. And so I guess this is freeing up a hell of a lot of agent time. Is it what, – what are the results that you're seeing? You mentioned some numbers before. Yeah, so we've decreased – so keeping in mind, we've only been running an alpha. Uh, we've got currently three real estate offices that are running in the alpha, and we're in the final weeks now of basically putting together our closed beta program. So a little plug, right. if you go to our website, sign up to our wait list and fill in the optional closed beta application, someone from my team can reach out to you if you are the sort of agency that we're looking to partner with. But yeah. with the early results that we've been seeing, we have decreased our users' cost per qualified lead by three times on average and yeah. reduced the, the time on phone to achieve a qualified lead by 62% on average. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I have I have so many questions. Um so first of all, let's let's just go back a little bit. How did you get into this, Cameron? What's the how what's all led you to fallback AI? What's your history? So my background was actually in digital marketing. Uh, mm -hmm. I worked for one of the bigger digital marketing companies here on the Gold Coast. And from there, long story short, got headhunted to Brisbane, meant to go into partnership with my, uh, with my bosses at the time to do lead generation for new, I guess what you could call high ticket, uh, doing high ticket lead generation, stuff like uh, kind of new property builds, hospitality franchises, stuff like that. I partnered up with my ex-business partner who was a videographer and we founded Agency Marketing, which was a digital marketing and videography company focused on the real estate niche. From that, we were doing, understandably, a lot of outreach ourselves. Uh, and I soon figured out that, hey, this process isn't actually amazing. Just reaching out to people. Real estate agents are also busy. So a lot of them want to get coffee, they want to take a meeting, they want to do stuff like that. But finding time in their calendar was really tough. And the back and forth was kind of killing me. Mm. So, and then when we did have clients and we were doing lead generation for them through kind of Facebook ads, Facebook ad forms, I realized that you either had way too much quantity, in which case the real estate agents didn't want to contact each one of those con those leads or you had way not enough and then the results just weren't there because you were getting one or two leads and that was costing you hundreds of dollars. So stumbled, stumbled upon marketing automation, then chatbots, then natural language processing, which is kind of when I taught myself how to code. Um, I then found Raya Technologies, which was my last company. And ultimately what Raya Technologies did was take natural language processing AI, which is kind of like a chatbot, and put it on SMS and essentially do frequently asked questions, follow-ups, and I guess just being the real estate agent's 
uh, communicative assistant. And yeah. so we founded that company before, say, Rita came out with their assistant, before I guess Profit came out. But our we, we went in a different direction and just made a lot of, I guess, what you could call strategic mistakes, putting all of <laughs> our eggs into a basket that just yeah. fell out at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but the good thing about that is made some amazing connections, uh, got into the prop tech industry, got to meet some amazing people. And, and thus, when that venture came to a close that we realized that we needed to do something else, had to look back at the industry, the resources, the connections, and then decided that fallback AI was the best way forward. Cool. Okay. So, so the, the strengths that I see in a product like Fallback AI are that real estate agents have always traditionally used the phone to, to you know, as their, their primary tool in, in, in both identifying and nurturing leads. But human behavior has changed a lot in the last sort of 10, 15 years where there's a whole generation of people who just simply will not answer the phone to any number that pops up that they don't know. Even, even Charlie Hollands to their mothers when they <laughs> even numbers they do know they often don't re answer anyway, and I guess the 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 rise of scammers and spammers and all of that sort of stuff means that people really are reluctant to to pick up their phones. So I guess you guys are cutting through the noise in that. Is that is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that kind of AI generated ringless voicemail is a way for uh, it's a very novel approach to this problem of kind of how do we how do we get our leads to call us back how can we spend less time uh, how can we spend less time making calls and more time closing deals more time building relationships less time following up so our company although right now we're the AI generated ringless voicemail company because that's the niche ultimately what we want to do is we want to help streamline and augment the communication process, the digital communication process for salespeople and more specifically real estate agents that allows them to spend more time engaging in those conversations rather than the admin of following up and chasing people and cold calling. Yeah. So how how do you, the agents that you're working with, and I guess if they're alphas and they're in, you know, if they're part of your alpha trial, they kind of see the value of it, but how do we all feel about this idea of a bot client in your place? It varies for sure. Um, I think I've yeah. had some people that have uh, uh, that feel quite weird about it, uh, and then I've had other people mm. that will sign up to the service just to hear what their voice clone sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> they should come on the podcast. That's also a great way. Of yeah. <laughs> I'll have my AI. I'll have my AI come onto the podcast next time. Yeah. Yeah, can um, you confirm that this is really you, Cameron? It's not. It, it is <laughs> definitely me. <laughs> I think my um, my AI would probably be a lot more eloquent than I am. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's yeah, you know had... that your AI. You know you're talking to AI when they're completely flawless in their yeah, in their articulation. No ums, no buts, no rambling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's and and I kind of see that as the strength and the weakness of AI. I mean, there's so many companies coming out at the moment that are saying we're going to replace salespeople. We're yeah. going to be your AI salesperson. And I think that's just, in my opinion, we're, we're nowhere near being able to build rapport through, through AI. Anyone, anyone that's actually used ChatGPT, you know that it's an amazing tool. But ultimately, to have a back and forth conversation like we're having right now, to call someone up that's a cold caller, especially once you get used to kind of the tempo and the sound of what a voice cloned AI or even just the general text-to-speech AI sounds like, 
people are going to be hanging up on those so much quicker because it's really easy to tell once you get used to it. Um, but that's kind of where fallback, I think we, we exist in this really unique time where ultimately we want to almost drive more human interaction through AI. And I think that that's kind of when I'm talking to the real estate agents and they're having concerns about uh, like their voice being cloned or maybe us reaching out on their behalf or whatever that may be. I completely understand because real estate and sales in most cases, it is about relationships. And ultimately, they I think a lot of people see us as kind of they're handing off the responsibility of the relationship to their AI. But that is the reason why we're not two-way. That's why we're provoking conversations rather than replying to leads or replying to conversations is that we want to foster more human connections and cloning your voice, if that helps you do that, most of the time people come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not, it's not, it's not like one of those awful um, robocalls that were happening during the election when you were getting phoned by, yeah. you know, like bot spammers to, to tell you to vote one way or the other or, or try and drive fear around boats or things like that. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy with your current operational workflow? Are you really satisfied with printing, signing, scanning and emailing contracts and then having to wait days for them to be signed and returned? Well, I didn't think so. And I have some good news. There is a better way. Dynamic Methods is the team behind leading real estate industry tech platforms such as Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks. With a mission to make better happen, Dynamic Methods are dedicated to providing efficiency and productivity tools, boosting form technology to real estate agencies across Australia. Each month, 50,000 real estate professionals across 8,500 agencies from every Australian state and territory use Dynamic Methods form technology, empowering more than 7.2 million transactions a year. Dynamic Methods is also proud to host quality integrations with some of the prop tech industry's most powerful technologies, such as DocuSign, Secure Exchange, Equifax, and more, putting everything you need to get forms and contracts filled in, signed, verified, and exchanged into one easy platform. So if you're ready to ditch the pen and paper, make your agency look more efficient, head to dynamicmethods.com.au slash partners to learn more. And you're leaving a message, so really it's just like, that. what's the sort of message that's being left? Like, you know, thanks for attending the Open for Inspection at, you know, 27 Blardy Blast Street, um, you know, just wanting to find out if you've got any questions or inquiries or is it giving a bit? Yeah, so I think the kind of the biggest results that we've been seeing and the most use cases that we're being seeing probably splits down the middle between cold lead revival so this is a lot of people that maybe have been uh, for buyers and sellers. So people that have been through open homes, maybe it was two months ago, three months ago, four months ago, they may still be in the market. As we know, the market's been crazy. So they most likely haven't been able to find a house. A new house is coming on the market. And thus, we're kind of reaching out to those people with a voicemail, inviting them to the open home. Uh, we have, we've actually had two campaigns now that a campaign like that has happened and basically these campaigns had run for the one ran for three weeks before and the other one ran for four weeks. And then they essentially thought, Oh, let's, let's throw a fallback campaign at it and kind of see what happens. And keep in mind, this is three or four weeks into the campaign. They've had say between three and six open homes and those open homes that preceded the fallback campaign. So they would run the campaign before the day of the open home. 
in that single open home, they had more attendees than all of the other open homes combined in both cases. Wow. So I see voicemail more specifically as it is the, you use voicemail when you want someone to take action. You can ignore yep. an SMS, you can ignore a, a email, but when someone sends you a voicemail and you're listening to it, especially if, the, if you have the phone number saved and you recognize the voice, in most cases, you're going you're gonna to listen to that. And if it is something that's relevant, which I, I, I beg you when you're using our technology, make sure that the campaign is personalized, relevant, because ultimately yes. that is where you're going to be getting the success from. Yeah. Uh, we're finding that it's when we're calling to action through voicemail, people are listening. Yeah. Yes, don't try to sound like a robot, people. <laughs> don't use AI <laughs> to sound like a robot. That is not yeah. the goal. Don't yeah. let it clone yeah. your voice so that you can sound weird. How hard or easy is it to set up a fallback campaign? Like, are we are we typing in what we want to say, or or what's the what happens with it? Step us through the process. So, the, so there's two different ways to do it. Uh, so we realized pretty early on in the process that the early adopters were really keen to clone their voice. Problem yep. being, to get a really good voice clone, you need 25 minutes worth of audio. Oh, Real okay. Agents, oh, well, yeah. just tell them to turn up to an auction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or just go on a podcast. I think that yeah. helps a lot. Um, but yeah, for a lot of agents, that was um, that tended to be a little bit harder or maybe they couldn't find the time or they were really busy or whatever that may be. Really? But we found that really? The, Most uh, agents can talk underwater. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Um but yeah, so we had we had initially some real estate well. agents that were, um, and it was it was also I guess the group that they were uh, initially hesitant about cloning their voice. Yeah. So what we did was we then moved to the full text to speech assistant called Mia, and yeah. so ultimately what Mia is, she's a randomly generated voice that sounds like a young English female, uh, and ultimately you can just type in what you want the voicemail to say, and she will dynamically generate the voicemail. So that is the quickest way to set up a campaign is you basically sign up to the platform, you upload the CSV file of people who you want to contact, you type out your message with Mia, maybe you type out the SMS if you want to, you click activate, and then it gets sent out. That's the quickest way to do it. With a voice clone, which is what I imagine most real estate agents that are reaching out to people who they already have a relationship want to do, basically all you have to do is upload the 25 minutes worth of audio. Uh, it usually takes about a day or two to clone, and then you just go through those same steps. And so the only difference is that with the voice clone, you upload a template voicemail, and then you swap out the dynamic words, and that makes it sound indistinguishable from a real person in most cases. Um, so that's something called wow. contextual overdubbing. So rather than typing it out where a lot of the times it can just sound monotone um, when it's not an AI-generated voice, we use something called contextual overdubbing, which swaps out the words to make it dynamic and personalized. And that has produced the best results by far. And then, yeah, schedule the campaign, click wow. activate, get sent out. So when your guys are recording 25 minutes of their voice, what are they doing? To What are they reading or what are they saying to... <laughs> Maybe that's the big, maybe that's the big blocker. It's like, I don't know what to talk about for 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, I so when I initially used the platform and, and we built the MVP and I wanted to use myself as the test case, I read a I read a book 
Um, and yep. then I think the next few real estate agents that jumped on board, they basically just monologued. Like they just, they just thought out loud for 25 minutes. Or, okay. Yep. Um, and it, I, I think it's a mix of that. I think it's, um, yeah, mostly reading, just reading and, and thinking out loud. Is it important to grab or to, to, to record words that are often used in the sentences that you're going to be using through the AI, like, you know, property prices, um, you know, open for inspection, just like is there lots of words that you should try and capture in it or does that not matter? No, it, it doesn't matter at all. Oh. Um, so the way that... <laughs> <laughs> Open so, a book so the way, we'll read for 25 minutes. <laughs> well, so the way that it works is that the AI is actually learning how you say certain words or even fragments <laughs> of certain words. So a lot of people's misconceptions when they think about kind of voice cloning AI and especially text-to-speech is that the, the AI is basically trying to grab certain words and then figure out how you would string them together. But in fact, it's actually generating it from nothing. It's looking at the wavelengths of how you say, so it's transcribing the word to a wavelength. It's looking at that wavelength and then it's trying to predict uh, how you would basically say other words based on the words that you've said previously. So that's why it doesn't matter if you're reading off of a script that we know the words that you're saying or or a book or just reading out loud um, because the AI is going to basically use that to predict. The only thing that matters is audio quality. So if the audio quality is bad so often mm-hmm. the case with obviously so much but especially with ai garbage yeah. in garbage out if yeah. you've got a bad mic and you yeah. try to clone your voice it's going to sound like your voice is cloned with a bad mic and then when you generate those voicemails it's going to sound exactly like the training audio yeah right right so uh, buy yourself a good microphone and go and sit in a wardrobe somewhere <laughs> to record <laughs> funnily enough so I so I was sitting in my wardrobe and I can I, I, I can say that that works really well just amongst the t-shirts or jackets <laughs> yep. it works brilliantly yeah yep. uh, but I've actually found that the old wired um, Apple headphones are actually the best they've got really really good mics right. and most people have them lying around the house somewhere so yep. for the real estate agents especially for the alpha where it's really easy for me to just go and visit the office yep. I usually bring one of those mics in or they've got one lying around the office and just record it on that it's going to yep. be more than good enough. Okay. I mean, this is this this technology is at the heart of the actors and writers strike in the UK, in the US, isn't it? Or, you know, sort of globally that anxiety around, repl- you know, capturing uh, actors' voices and then being able to reproduce them is, is part of that anxiety. Maybe not such an issue in real estate, but <laughs> but it's just fascinating to see it play out to play out here yeah. i would i mean i would really be encouraging agents to record their own voice because while if you are going normally if you're going around a whole bunch of open for inspections you don't necessarily you know the addresses you're trying to you're trying to keep track of the addresses that you've seen you're trying to keep track of the things that you liked about a property and if you've spoken to the agent just having that that connection between the property and the voice of the agent would be a help in in remembering, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so from that one around the corner or whatever. That would be hugely helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. um, Ultimately, I think it all comes down to leverage. I think a lot of people see there's multiple forms of leverage, but I think people often think about leverage as, oh, I'm going to buy an assistant or I'm going to pay someone to do my lead generation for me. And I think a lot of the times, uh, especially within real estate, for whatever reason, there's there's a large portion of the real estate agents that don't necessarily think that technology is there to help them. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that CRMs and stuff like that can be seen as unnecessary admin. But when it comes to uh, marketing tools and especially what we're trying to create here at Fallback is that we just want this to be an extension of yourself. So yeah. rather than spending, say, half an hour going and ringing back, say, 15 people, 12 people, whatever that may be, spend half an hour setting up a campaign and then you can reach out to 500 people. Yeah. And then from that, you can have the kind of quality conversations that should come off the back end of a campaign like that. And it's just choosing to put in your time. It's it's just a matter of kind of how much time can you put in to how much output can you get for that time. And ultimately, mm-hmm. that is where I think AI is going to be so brilliant mm-hmm. when it comes to kind of actors and and kind of those um, those sort of topics. You can understand where it's coming from both sides, but unfortunately, the leverage is on the side of the companies um, that are looking to replace the talent because there's not very much leverage around. Okay, well, how do you get this person to spend? more time acting or Mm. take less of a salary where when you replace it with AI, obviously it becomes cheaper. And then that's where it gets a little bit dicey is kind of like who owns the voice. And so it is in our terms of service that each person, when you clone your voice, even if it's through the company account, the person whose voice that is owns the voice. Ah, good um, good, good to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always your so we voice. Spoke, yeah. yeah, so we spoke to lawyers about that and we were like, no, it has to be that way because I know that if I was a real estate agent, I would feel a little bit weird about it if it wasn't that way. Um, and I think that that's the issue with these Hollywood studios and kind of voice cloning and using ChatGPT yeah. to write scripts based on previous content and stuff like that is that it is a tool for leverage, but when it becomes yeah. a tool for replication i think that that's when it becomes an issue especially when it's being used by the people that don't own the source material this episode is sponsored by easy pay easy pay makes collecting prop tech payments easy as one of australia's leading subscription payment providers easy pay is helping real estate and prop tech businesses to improve rental collection rates transform arrears management and increase cash flow Built for integration with a focus on partnerships, EasyPay's platform works seamlessly with your existing PropTech software, giving you access to industry-leading features that enable complex billing and settlement to support trustless business models. Discover the power of payment automation and leverage one of the first platforms to enable the pay-to payment solution at easypay.com forward slash PropTech. Well, it comes down to business model too, doesn't it? Because... Uh, what's going on in Hollywood is their view is that if if they replicate, they don't need to pay anybody for the replication because yeah. they've already got the source material. But I mean, a different business model where there's rights the whole way through, like you know, to your voice, to your voice, or to your to your content, would change that. So great segue. How, how I know you guys are only in alpha, but what's your business model? How do you what's how do you charge? So we operate on a subscription model that's not different from any of your email platforms or SMS platforms, where essentially we've got different tiers. The pricing mm-hmm. for those tiers is still being finalized. Yep. Uh, and if you fill out that alpha application, uh, sorry, that beta application, yep. that's going to help us because that's one of the questions of what do you think is reasonable? What do you think is a fair price to pay for this? Uh-huh. But ultimately, <laughs> you, you pay a subscription and then depending on the subscription that you have, Obviously, you you pay more, you get more credits per month. You pay less, you get less credits per month. And then we'll have tiers that within those tiers, uh, they have different kind of premium features or additional features. Uh, but we are a subscription model. Cool. And so, I mean, you've only been going since January, which makes you a very baby prop tech. But how big are yes. you guys now? <laughs> <laughs> so um, right now we are a team of four. 
although I am the only full-time person because uh-huh. understandably we've got uh, very niche skills uh, yeah. and we want to be able to stretch out the budget as much as possible. Well, yeah. our runway, we want to stretch out our runway as much as possible. So I'm the only full-time person. Luckily, I am technical, so I can kind of help yeah. with the technical side of things. But yeah. we are in the process of kind of looking at people that are really passionate about what we're doing and kind of considering expanding the team in the next few months. Awesome. And and what are the biggest challenges that you face so far in getting this up and running? I think I think changing real estate agents' workflows. Mm. I think a lot of people are just really happy with um, having their list of, say, 20 to 30 people that they communicate with all the time. When someone calls them, they call them back. If it's not right in front of you, it gets forgotten. Mm. And I think that has been our biggest challenge is that a real estate agent will run a campaign with us. It'll go amazingly. And then they'll just completely forget to run it for the next campaign. And then we'll follow up with them like, hey, like what happened here? And they went, oh, "Oh, I completely forgot. and, and I've spoken to a few other projects awesome in the industry. That was working fabulously <laughs> for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've spoken to a, I've spoken to a few other prop techs in the industry, and they've kind of given me the same sentiment of when you're running a prop tech company, especially with the residential, and you're selling to to real estate agents, that follow up and reminder process is yeah. very very important. <laughs> you should definitely clone yeah. your voice and send them SMSs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> hey, I noticed you listed Position. this property. Why yeah. haven't you run a campaign for it? That's actually a great idea. We'll, we'll do that. That's that's the builder not having the finished yeah. house <laughs> right there. Uh, and and look, you know, no judgment because God knows, don't look at my website. Um, the, the, so so where do you see Cameron? Where do you see AI going in the real estate space, especially? Like, what, I mean, you guys feel like, I mean, Rita kind of kicked it off. Ian and Sarah, when they built Rita, that was kind of the one of the. I mean, I know you were saying that you were there as well, and 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 Propic. There, we're seeing. We saw some big plays in in AI, and then at the PropTech Awards this year, kind of a very, you know, a big proportion of of the entries had AI integrated into them in some way, shape or form. There was a lot of sort of talk of AI as part of the awards. But where do yeah. you see this going next? I think, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think that there's going to be a lot of companies that, as I said, they're going to try and clone the sales process. They're going to kind of look at allowing a business to kind of fire all of their salespeople and try and just move it off to the side. Mm. Um, I don't think that they're going to be successful personally, no. uh, in the next kind of say 10, 15 years. I, I don't think we're really going to get there. Yeah. I think especially with tools like ChatGPT, it's an amazing, as I said, it's a, it's an amazing leverage point. It's an amazing extension. And my hope is that that is where, where it'll take the real estate industry is that we will see more communication, but that communication will be higher quality. I think that when, email came to market and SMS marketing came to market and all of these tools that allowed it so easy to kind of broadcast your message. That was the piece that was missing. And so what I've seen a lot in my kind of experience is that you give a tool like that to a real estate office and their first kind of reaction is, oh, this worked so well, let's blast it to everyone in our database, which I think, especially with voicemail, it's not the right thing to do. 
And with AI, I think what that, and I mean, I can only really talk to residential real estate, but my hope and where I believe that companies like Fallback AI will be able to bring us to is personalized marketing and sales en masse. So when you are getting communicated with, it's something that's actually relevant to you as a buyer or a seller. And then what that means for the real estate agents is that they can spend more time building those relationships and on the sort of tasks that only they can do as a professional in the real estate industry, as a human. And then we have AI that takes care of the rest. I think, unfortunately, what that may result in is that the best of the best are going to become amazing, what I would call AI conductors. So rather mm-hmm. than being in the band playing in the, playing the instrument, they're going to be the conductors kind of working all the AIs or their team of AIs. And what that's going to result in is that the best are going to get kind of the um, Pareto principle, the uh, 80-20 rule, that's just going to become even even bigger. I think the best of the best agents are going to become even more successful and they're going to be able to do even more listings, even better, higher personalization. They're just going to just go to stratosphere with what they're able to achieve as soon as they incorporate AI. And then I think that the rest of the industry that maybe has been getting the off cuttings from those successful agents, that that those agents are just going to grow smaller and smaller in number because it's no longer, oh, this real estate agent couldn't take it on board, couldn't take the listing on board because they didn't have time to follow up, do the listing, do the present, whatever that may be, or they couldn't hire enough assistance or whatever. I think that AI is going to allow those people to grow their businesses even more. So I think that my hope for the real estate industries and where I see it going is that people are going to look at real estate agents as highly personal, intuitive, um, just taking those relationships to the next level where they see kind of back to the day where everyone was friendly and we were living in these small towns. I think that AI, as it automates all of that digital communication and these real estate agents can spend more time one-on-one building those relationships and being extremely personable, these kind of really top of the top real estate agents are just going to be able to do that but times 10 times 50 times 100 being enabled by ai on the back end yeah well, i mean one of the amazing things that we are seeing right now is the ability of ai ai to scale our humanity in some ways right that human connections um as a human being we can only be in so many places at once and do so many things except the tools and if the future is collaborative then actually our ability to to reach more people and to to you know create more transactions or relationships is 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 definitely um increased it's been absolutely absolutely amazing talking to you today thank you so much for your time and um and We'll put in the show notes the link to the website so people can sign up for your beta because I reckon there's going to be quite a bit of interest in it. In it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and don't forget to use your own AI to, <laughs> to remind you to, <laughs> to follow up with my to, users. To Absolutely. <laughs> uh, great to have you on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks so much Thank for having me. So what do you think about Fallback AI? Are you interested in being part of their beta test? If you are, we've included Cam's details in the show notes. The integration of AI into PropTech is proceeding at pace, and I'm really intrigued by the potential of Fallback AI. The effectiveness of cold calling and using a phone to reach out to unknown or barely known people has decreased significantly over the past few years. Thanks very much to the increase in spammers and cyber criminals and the popularity of new communication modes like text and messaging apps. 
There's now two generations, millennials and Gen Z, who just do not like talking on the phone, and they certainly will not answer to any number they don't recognise. And yet the familiarity of someone's voice, even if you've just met them once at an open home, can be a great security in knowing that actually, yeah, you should call back. So I love how Fallback AI is combining these two things to give power to control the communication back into the hands of the buyer or the client, while also allowing agents to drive activity. It feels really like a win-win. And I particularly like how Cameron has given thought to who owns the voice and the content and how we fall back AI, the IP and the voice ownership is absolutely yours or whoever is doing the recording. This seems at first glance to cover some of the biggest concerns about using AI in this way, which we know is causing such a problem in Hollywood. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn or on our Facebook page. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Apple iTunes. I'd like to thank my podcast producer, the fabulous Charlie Hollands and our sponsors, Direct Connect, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the name behind Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks and the PropTech Association of Australia. Australia, Australia's industry body supporting the flourishing prop tech community. Now, if you're an Australian or a New Zealand prop tech who would like to be on the show, drop me a line via LinkedIn or Kylie at proptechassociation.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, keep on prop teching. Do you run a prop tech business or are you the founder of a prop tech? Make sure you join the Prop Tech Association of Australia. It's Australia's new not-for-profit association made up of tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, build and finance property. Joining will give you access to events and networks across Australia and globally to help you promote and grow your business. Go to proptechassociation.com.au and follow the prompts to join 